listeners, I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, Santa Barbara Teen listeners and the world. I'm really excited. I did pop in on SoundCloud, and we have somebody new is checking in and checking us out. Uh, Katmandu! Does anybody know where that's at? <laughs> I had to look it up. I knew it was, I knew the proximity, but I didn't know exactly Nepal. where it was. Nepal, yeah. Of course, Dominique knows where it is. So thank you, Katmandu. Number one that. place that if you total up all these listeners to the, the, the nine or 10 down, Frankfurt came in the biggest. So thank you, Frankfurt. Matt uh, touches my heart. Believe in, believe in Z. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so in the house today, we're very blessed. We have a bunch of chiropractic, going to be doctors very soon. Sky Ellsworth, you want to introduce? Sure. So here next to us, we have Sonia Ellsworth. Hi. <laughs> we have Bryant Allen. Greetings. And we have Isabel Abrams. Nice. Very, very. And did you say uh, Sonia Ellsworth? I did. Whoa! <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you tied the knot. Is that what that means? I got to ask questions on everything anymore because I don't know today what's really is what's what's that. You know what I mean? You know, we yep, had we yep. had last week we were talking about turkey and we. It was like, oh, do we have a hen or a tom? And I'm like, I was afraid to answer that question because maybe the tom. You know, identified as a hen. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't like to even go there anymore about anything. You follow? There you go. But it was great. And, uh, Sky did all the cooking. He killed it. He knocked it out of the park. And you all joined us for Thanksgiving. It was a treat. Thank you so much for coming down and enjoying Santa Barbara during your break. It's nice, huh? Santa Barbara's the place to be. Absolutely. We are all loving nice. it. Yeah. Okay. Also, we gotta, you gotta, if you, if you just turn your head to, cause like we're on this screen, right? We can see these, these little, uh, capsules. But if you looked over to your right, you see Dr. Dale Figtree. You know who she is. <laughs> Hi. I'm so glad to be here. Nice. So were you surprised when you found out that the, the gentleman that you introduced the show to now he's married, he's growing, at, his family's not, growing. Not at all. Oh, he's a family man. I knew that from the minute I met him. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's an amazing dawn. We get to give Sky our blessings on the radio show. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's been busy. He's got married. He's going to have a baby next year. You do one swell. All in a week. You can't go wrong. <laughs> So how you how you doing, Don? Do you have a nice Thanksgiving? Absolutely, absolutely. It was uh, lots of lots of uh, good creations by everybody concerned. Ooh, I nice. like that good creations. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, well, we're really blessed because we did the Thanksgiving on Friday, and then we had all of our uh, Chinese students that we've been hosting for the last decade, who's now gone on to college completed college and going back to China and then they all came to visit us that the Friday after Thanksgiving we had a big barbecue again it was just like this endless progressive food eating love 
I'm so grateful. These kids turned out so, so amazing. Amazing. And they're so grateful. It's like, you know, you do your thing. You're just trying to provide. My mom was a German immigrant. I've always just felt, um, I, I felt it was it, it, some, for me, I really enjoyed once I became an empty nester. I, I still needed that energy mm-hmm. in the house. And, uh, you know, I just, I fell into it really. And, um, it's been, uh, we had got all through high school and then, uh, Nico stayed with us for a few years in college before he ended up graduating. Mm. Um, at UC Irvine and it's just been, it's just been so what, a, what a great 10 years. I mean, this is a big part of my life and I really am thankful that I had that opportunity and to share that with you, Dominique. So thank you. Yeah. I want to put it out there to teens. If you haven't thought about it and you have an extra room, discuss with your parents about hosting an exchange student. It is just, um, we found it to be a very magical experience for our entire family. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, now your mom's going to go to China next year. I mean, you know, it's paying its dividends for sure. There you uh-huh. go. So, anyways, we got hey, we got a big show. I'm going to surprise you all because I don't even know what's going to be coming out because I'm, I let everybody handle their own stuff. I'm still digesting, okay? <laughs> didn't stop eating for three days. So I said, this today's show, uh, Heather's not going to be, well, will be with us next week. She's um, still a little hoarse. So we'll do the recap again. We'll double up recaps next week. But this week, I'm just going to lay it all out there for all of our future doctors. And we have Dr. Dale Figtree, Don Sanders going to do a huga, Dominique is going to do a life hack, and we're going to get all that done right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello there. This is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and I have a life hackett moment <laughs> to share with teens and everyone. I love I call I love life hacks. Also, people talk about biohacking. Biohacking is when you're figuring out your body and figuring out the smart things to do for your body and biology. So all these uh, 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 hacks, I mean, I, I even uh, used to talk about computer hacks. That used to be someone who understood all the shortcuts of how to get the computer to operate well. So um, when you hack something, you're really trying to get the essence of something and figure out uh, either a shortcut or a good habit or something that's going to make life go better for you. That's the idea about uh, hacking something. So when I like to talk about life hacks, I've got a long list of awesome life hacks that I think really benefit ourselves and, and in particular benefit our, our, our teens and our teen athletes. And so I have two life hacks for today. The first one is I want to talk about how to be a self-starter. If you've never heard the words and you take that on, you think to yourself, am I a self-starter? I want to talk about that. And then the second thing I want to talk about is how to stand up for yourself. That is another really awesome hack it. So first of all, how to be a self-starter. So why do we need to be a self-starter? 
Well, usually when we think about being a self-starter, we think about someone who is self-motivated and someone who has imagination and then is able to garner that creative energy to go and do something, you know, take that first step. That's usually what a self-starter is. So it's not necessary that that person has the knowledge to do the whole thing or even has a clear vision of the whole thing. But a self-starter is usually someone who has enough energy to take those first steps. And the thing about being a self-starter is it requires you to think about goals. And a lot of people who mastered being a self-starter, they set up reachable goals. So that's where you you may have a, uh, say your long-term goal is I want to read 100 books in the next year. Um, you break it down. Well, how many books a, uh, a month is that? How many books a week is that? You break it down. And when you break it down, it becomes a reachable goal. So that's the first thing about being a self-starter is think in terms of reachable goals. Then the next thing is self-starters have to embrace change because to be a self-starter means you're moving from your comfort zone into into the unknown. So you're embracing change. And then the other is in that embracing (laughs) change, you have to have flexibility of how you look at yourself because usually when we're starting something that we've never done before, we're going to change our image, our self-image is going to change and whatever we're embarking on. So you got to have that flexibility of your self-image. And in part of that process is accepting failure, understanding that failure is just part of the process. So people who are good self-starters, they set reachable goals and they understand that failing is part of the process and you just pick yourself up and you keep on going. So consider that as a life hack that I want to cultivate all those skill sets involved in becoming a self-starter. Then my second thing as a hack is how to stand up for yourself. Now, you may have noticed there are some people in our lives that every time some, some, either their worldview gets uh, questioned or (laughs) something they've done gets questioned, there's times where people will respond very assertively, you know, and it's a, a strong defense, right? Um, and that's not quite what we're talking about. We're saying standing up for yourself. Standing up for yourself requires that you understand what you believe in. And it's okay if our beliefs are going to shift and change and our worldview is going to shift. Okay, that's okay. But when you understand what's relevant and current for me right now, what are my beliefs right now? When you have that sense in yourself, Then when someone challenges that, you're able to use your voice to explain how it is that you're perceiving the world right now. And you are literally using your voice or maybe your actions too to stand up for yourself. You're representing yourself. And so it's not actually an aggressive stance, but it's more of an assertive stance. So instead of being passive and getting run over, you're going, no, no, I have a clear understanding of how I perceive the world right now. And I need to speak up on this particular thing. So this is a very important skill set for our teens and all of us to master because it affects our relationships. And we find that people who are able to stand up for themselves attract other people, friends who are able to stand up for themselves. And you build relationships where people have a voice and we don't have to all agree, but it's much more enjoyable when you know what someone's beliefs are or even what they don't know. We, We can question the world together. So those are my hackets for today. 
I want to encourage everyone to consider being a self-starter. And I want to encourage us all to stand up for ourselves. Nice. John Sanders has a value for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, a a companion piece to that is uh, don't go looking off over far, you know, far away oceans or over the mountains for what you need. Uh, My mentor in life, he has an expression, dig your roots where you stand. And and I think that's really important. And my mom used to also, uh, you know, echo on that kind of self-sufficiency. And that self-sufficiency was one of the greatest essays, uh, actually was called Self-Reliance of Ralph Waldo Emerson's. You know, and uh, Christine's not here, but she has that. She likes that expression. Uh, Don't try to be anybody else. That's already taken. <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> you yeah. It's the best. Yeah, be yep, yourself. Yep. Everything. Everybody else is already taken. Taking the rest. <laughs> yeah. Hey I there, the whole Sky. Thing. Sky just made it back to us. I was Hi, talking about sorry, but... uh, it, two life hacks. One of being a self-starter, and the other of standing up for yourself, which not necessarily aggressive, but rather being assertive for what, oh, how yeah. you perceive the world. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I apologize. Our, our equipment overheated, apparently, in the sun, so we moved to a, a shadier spot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, wow, that what a... Wow, there's a lot to say on that, my God. Yeah, you know, we'll do, we'll, we'll say... We'll add after, I got those smushy signs, so we will add and comment right after these messages. Come on in, work it for me, let you finally move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight, we gon' dance around my step was at, I know how to get down. Come on, step it to your right. Now step it to your left. Now right out in, left out in. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. 9 a.m. Good morning for Teen Sports Radio. I'm Don Sanders, donsmassageohi.com. And I want to bring you a huga. A huga is a Scandinavian term for an experience that gives you a comfy, cozy feeling as though receiving a hug, but without actually receiving the physical hug. And uh, I, w- I wanted to focus on this uh, holiday. The first part of this holiday season, I always think of, of it as the gratitude and appreciation time. And so there was a big family gathering, which is great. And uh, what came out of my life then, because you have time maybe to pause and reflect and let things sink in a little more, was just, uh, starting to communicate with all sorts of people. My mom used to say, you'll count the real friends you have on one hand. And then I liked also the one about how if people are real friends, then you may go a long time without talking, and then you pick right back up where you left off. And then another category is close acquaintances. And then, you know, you, you maybe haven't talked to them for a while. And so I was just sending out all kinds of communication like that. And then Maybe it was just residence, but then I heard back from a cousin in Albuquerque that I haven't seen for a few years. She, she said when I reconnected with her a couple of years ago, I don't, I don't keep up with this social media and all this kind of uh, texting and all that stuff very much. If I have something to report or if I need to know something. So that was nice to hear from her. So I was just going to put it out to everybody. Uh, what did this, what did this season or what does this season mean for you in terms of that? Because those times when I get to, uh, 
it, it's a very great feeling when I when I wonder what's been happening for somebody, but they just haven't been in the loop. We haven't been in each other's loop for some time. And then out of the blue, they, they communicate to get in touch or I reach out to them and they say, oh, great to hear from you and, you know, give my best to your family. Just how, What kind of experiences are you all having? Nice. Dominic, you go first. Well, what I find is sometimes with my friends that I haven't connected with in a long time, we may be having similar life experiences. The okay. details may be different, but me, we may be going through similar things and we can, and I get to go, Oh, wow. Is that happening for you? Cause I'm experiencing something similar and we haven't talked in a year, maybe two years. And so we get to share the gems of what we're learning from our life experiences. And it's so interesting how the world has become smaller in a lot of ways that we, are having similar experiences. Nice. Dr. Dale. Well, you know, this brings to mind synchronicities because it's the kind of thing where I think of somebody that I just haven't spoken to in a long time, and somehow the next day they call or I bump into them. And this happens a lot, and um, it's just something I'm grateful for. It's like the connections are invisible, but they're still there. And they sort of intersect when they need to. So I like that. I've also heard that called the think method of communication. You think about somebody and, and doesn't matter, like you talked to them yesterday or haven't talked to them for five years and then they call. Right, exactly. I like I that. that. <laughs> okay, Richard, you handle your side. You got a bunch. You got to line them up right behind you. Line them up. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'll start off, I guess, and then I'll, I'll pass it along. Um, you know, going off of that, you know, I, I have found, especially this particular, uh, you know, Thanksgiving season, just a sense of how gratitude is actually compelling and driving these synchronicities and how, you know, going through my life. Uh, you know, up until this point, I, I had kind of a, a closed off heart space, I guess you could say, where it was very difficult for me to connect with that emotion, but I could connect with it logically. So things weren't, I would have the, I would try to force gratitude, right? Um, to make things happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, being able to open my heart space a little bit more or quite a bit more having the actual feeling of gratitude and watching synchronicities just fall into place over and over again and having a sense of like being caught in a wave and just naturally being propelled forward in, in exactly the way that we're supposed to. I love um, it. And that's I like remarkable. A, I like what you brought up there about, you know, maybe sometimes we've hesitated to reach out at another time because, you know, they're just something felt off with us. And maybe maybe it was just like a little shadow thing that just kind of, you know, kept us from from making that. And so when we overcome that and we make that move to like, oh, I've been thinking I'm, I've been thinking about them a little bit lately. Let me just reach out. I, I think that's pretty profound. I think we are maybe overcoming something that's been holding us back sometimes. Yeah. Dr. Mm. Jim. Yeah. I just wanted to say that this year in particular. Um, the gratitude. It seems to be just felt more intensely when one is aware of the world situation. It's like when you just think of the people in, in Israel and in Palestine and in the Ukraine, it's like there's so many people that are suffering. And I mean, so many more countries. It's not just that. But it's like suddenly there's much more awareness, at least for me, of the people that don't have the things I take for granted. And that just deepens my sense of, appreciation and gratitude more, I think, than ever before. 
That's beautiful. There are so many people in the world now, an unprecedented number of people are displaced. We recently had a, a gratitude service, the Ohio Interfaith Council over here, and the co-chair of that, of that council, she said, if you have shelter and you have food and you have transportation and you have, you know, your basics covered, you're probably ahead of 80% of the people in this world right now. Yeah, yeah mm. unbelievable. Who's up behind you next there? Let's go. Let's share. Well, let's let's come over to Sonia, who in my mind is the queen of gratitude, and she just outpours it all the time. What, what do you have to say about gratitude? Um, I think for me, being grateful, you don't we don't have to be grateful for things. However, when we do, that continues that blessing into our lives. So it could just be a little thing. So many times I've just noticed where the universe just seems to provide, even if it's somebody giving me oranges off their tree one day. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really understand how it works, but when there is something I want to attract into my life, I do experience the feeling of thankfulness that I'll have when that thing does come into my life. So there's been a lot of things I've had to be very patient for, but I feel like having that sense of gratitude, even before that thing appears has been really useful for me. Nice. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's really that? rare. That we teach that to our teens. I mean, you have two things. You have teaching delayed gratification, but then you also have the teaching of already be thankful for it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Isabel, what, what, what do you have to say about gratitude? I don't think there's a, a need for motivation around gratitude. And I think the more you can get out of your head, it enables you to be grateful for the present moment connections in the present moment, what's around you in the present moment, grateful for something as simple as the sunshine and uh, warmth and even having clean water. But you have to be out of your mind to kind of embrace and feel that and be grateful for it. So I think it's the little things that kind of drive the big things in life for me. That's a yeah. positive connotation for out of your mind. <laughs> out of your head. Out of your, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, and then Bryant. Oh, I love that. And touching on Isabel, you know, I think oh, I found a lot of peace and gratitude when you realize actually that um, you can't lose something that you don't have. And when you realize that you actually never had your mind to begin with, you can't lose it. It's just there's complete bliss in that. <laughs> no? And uh, being a doctorate student, I've just come to complete peace uh, and a state of gratitude in that. But uh, I feel like gratitude is kind of a, a dimensional another dimension that we pull from and we experience higher states of gratitude when we're when we're present and in our bodies and when we're kind of a lot i think often about like how tony robbins talks about learning how to change your state and when you can change a or at least observe a state that just doesn't feel fitting to where you are in the present moment i feel like gratitude is this massive cultivator of change and it brings in a new energy to just be mindful and look at things around you. For me, I find a lot of, I change my state with nature. So I, I really connect to nature a lot. And I, and nature just always makes me so grateful for what I have. Beautiful. That is so Beautiful. neat, guys. That is so awesome. All right. Well, we got a, we got a lot of show left. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that. Uh, what we're going to do is going to take a quick little break and then we're going to be right back with Dr. Dale Figtree, right after these messages. I hear a song that takes me back, and I let go with so much freedom. When I 
Hour Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Dr. Dale Figtree. I'm a nutritionist in Santa Barbara. Um, my email address is dalefigtree.com, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here, especially the day after Thanksgiving, because being a nutritionist, <laughs> you know, it really brings up to mind a lot of the things that people ask me about can something be delicious and also be healthy at the same time and my answer is absolutely you just have to put a little bit of thought to it do a little bit of research but if one's priority is to really support one's health and also not only to eat deliciously but eat wisely um there are so many ways to do it and there's so much information available so i love it well, I, this is Dominique Hackett. I have a question about sugar because I watch my family in gatherings and gosh, we just can't help it. We tend to consume sugar during the holidays. So what can you advise for teen athletes if they feel like, uh-oh, I ate a little too much sugar? Okay, well, I mean, there's a few different things, which is if someone basically eats healthy, once in a while eats some sugar, I mean, that unless they're a diabetic or unless they have cancer, God forbid, um, you know, it's like, eh, you know, a little bit here and there. I'm not going to really complain that much about. But if somebody really wants to choose wisely and say, I want something sweet, um, is there something that I could do that is um, just kinder to my body, you know, more supportive of my health, healthier? I mean, there are lots of alternatives. Honey is beautiful. Maple syrup is beautiful. And, you know, um, the health food is big now. I mean, when I first got into it, if you were involved in health food, you were called a health nut. <laughs> but now, I mean, with Whole Foods and big restaurants and, I mean, big big um, supermarket stores. When I'm in any supermarket, there's always a section of organic foods. I mean, that's incredible. You know, what a change. So the question is just to just have the awareness, if you want to, how can I make this healthier and still be delicious. And there are these alternatives. I just wanted to mention that I do have a cookbook. <laughs> it's on Amazon. It's called Delicious, Nutritious, and um, Delicious, Nutritious, and and Healthy. Um, and it's you know got a lot of recipes that are yummy, um, a lot of desserts, a lot of things that um, are easy to make. And um, you know you have choice. Okay. Nice. Izzy, we have another nutritionist in the house of Australia. Izzy, what do, what do you suggest to people to uh, as far as a sugar alternative? I say eat real food. So if you can go to the supermarket and cook something, it's going to be much healthier for you than if you buy like a snack bar or something, just because at least you know what's in it. So there's not likely to be preservatives and additives and things that are harmful to your body. So you can have some sugar. Um, if you're not diabetic, but um, doing a, a dish yourself is going to be much more valuable and healthier. That's my perspective. But as a carnivore, I don't condone sugar, even for teens. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dominique. Well, I, my mom brought us up uh, just using honey and not using any like cane sugar and stuff. And um, there's, I mean, there's pros and cons. You kind of have to figure out for teens. Uh, as athletes, you know, what feels good in your body. But I, I do want to say, even with sugar, I notice uh, when I look at uh, 
recipes by the Amish who try to do things in a very wholesome way. But we have things like shoe fly pie, which is very much sugar. But they use uh, an unrefined sugar. Does anyone know about the sugar that the Amish uh, tend to use? Has, has anyone learned about that? It, it's it's like it hasn't, I don't know, there's some process that our white sugar is, goes through. The, the sugar that I find in Amish recipes, um, I was, it, it looks brown. It looks like brown sugar, but it hasn't gone through a lot of uh, processing. Yeah, I mean, originally sugar is from sugar cane. Right. And if you were to eat sugar cane, not only would you get the glucose that's in watermelon and other things, but you also get the fiber. You also get the vitamins. You get the minerals. I mean, sugarcane in itself is like everything else. It's a natural growing plant that is healthy for the body. But when you strip it of all of the fiber and all of the nutrients, and you just have left this white um, refined glucose that puts a strain on the pancreas to have to produce so much insulin to deal with, you know, you're dealing with something that actually doesn't serve, but stresses. So it's just the form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love me some honey. And when it comes to, to sweeteners, we just harvested our two hives and they stand 15 feet apart from each other. One of them, it came out light colored and tasting like butterscotch. And the other one was dark and came out, to, you know, tasting like something totally different. And for for the athletes that are looking for to to have consistent energy or to to bring up their energy, if you don't want those drinks that have maybe some things in them that you don't want, there's a company LMNT Element. They make an electrolyte, these little electrolyte packs that have potassium, sodium, and magnesium. And I find it keeps the energy much more level than a lot of it. And it tastes great, and it and it keeps the energy level, you know, because I have sometimes peaks and valleys in, in energy. And it's kept it more more level. I love it. That's, I love it. That's, and it's, yeah, that's interesting. Go ahead, um, If anyone, especially during the holidays, a lot of my family like to go hiking. And it's really nice if you're out there on the trail going hiking to have some uh, dried fruits and nuts with you. That's it. And then good water. Yeah. It, and what kids have got to realize, you don't want to just pound that white sugar before a contest. Any, any sporting event because you will you'll get that burst but then you, you will crash yeah. so how long that takes i don't know but i think i mean i've been looking at what kids i mean i'd see a lot of protein bars and i don't know the exact brands or whatnot because not all protein bars are alike right do you guys have any suggestions on a on a, a food supplement bar well those island bars are pretty are pretty good i think and aren't they produced there in santa barbara they are yeah, we actually and, had him on the show yeah. as a guest. Yep. So I've done a lot of I've done a lot of research on bars, and the absolute uh -huh. healthiest one, the healthiest one I've come up with is called the Wholesome Bar, mm. and it's by um, I I don't know it's by a company that's like maybe the Wholesome Bar Company, but these the thing about these is they're dehydrated, so they're not baked. And so they take the ingredients and they soak them and they dehydrate them at low temperatures. And that preserves the fats. It preserves the nutrients. Because when uh -huh. you cook food, you destroy a lot of the nutrients. Uh -huh. But if you can bake them at a very low temperature, which is dehydration, you maintain them. And there's no sugar in here, but there's sweeteners like agave nectar and a few other things. But this is a nice bar and it sells. 
They sell this in most health food stores. The wholesome bar comes in a lot of different flavors. So. Oh, thank you for that. That is awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So listen, let's take another little break. We've got Dominique Hackett with a little life hackett right after these messages. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm right song. This is my fight song. Take back my life. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello there. This is Dominique Hackett again with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. Welcome to Teen Sports Radio. So um, I have a favorite thing that I want to share that my family used to do for the holidays. And it was so much fun. And I want to encourage other families if they haven't had a chance to do this. So we had two things. We had people in our family that loved football, and we also had people in our family that loved basketball. And so whenever our family would get together, we would always make sure to play games. And so some of us would go for hikes and walks, and then others of us would get together. And even if it was out on the street, we would find opportunities to play games together. And so with football, obviously, we did, you know, touch, and we used to Nerf ball, and we made it fun for everyone, regardless of the age. And then with basketball, um, it, we team up with, you know, one of us was really good and someone else wasn't that good. And, and we just laugh and just have so much fun. But I really want to encourage the playing of games, families taking time to play games. The nice thing that this does is it creates space where we can relate, but we're not necessarily talking about hot issues. We're not talking about politics or religion. We're not talking about, you know, oh, why did you do blank or why did you say blank? We're just relaxing and having fun. And there's something about the energy flowing through our body when we're in motion and we're relating that is really healthy for our whole being. And we have an opportunity to be seen and see our family members and laugh and giggle and create that beautiful, safe space that is very nourishing. Can the rest of you share times where you've gotten together with family and played games? Yeah, on the, on the beach, I love Ultimate Frisbee. When you said that, it reminds me of that because, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's, you know, there's, very, there's not that much risk of in, injury in that game. And, and, and uh, what you said last there about, and for teens, you can probably relate, when you're with your family and you can have lots of good times laughing and, and you're, in your, you're embodied, you're in your body, and you're running around, it's like that, that becomes very memorable. And I, and I think people draw on that for years to come. Nice. I love it. Yeah, we always Guy, do it. Pick up basketball game at our house. It had to be yes. basketball. We had the rollaways. Oh, yeah. It got heated. It was ugly. Loser had to do the dishes. That's okay. And I made up the teams. So I very rarely did the dishes. There you go. <laughs> 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 that's how you do it so what do you do sky read books just asking growing up absolutely um but you know i also built forts in the in the woods and and you know i was thinking about it when you were talking about you know you know just just the word games i play games every day all day every day and i play games with words 
right? So, so in my dialogue, I'm always interjecting, you know, puns or, you know, things that I think a lot of people view as kind of cheap jokes. But to me, it's, it's, it's the beauty of the English language that we have all of these cool words that we can play around with. And I, I just, I, I love that. And then, of course, you know, throughout my life, you know, playing more of the, you know, rainy weather or thunderstorm games like, you know, Hearts with You Guys or Rummy Cube with Dr. Dale. And, um, you know, all of those things are, are always fun and a great way to, you know, challenge your mind, but also have that, that sense of play. But um, I think, you know, it can be done every day just in how we how we live our lives and approach the world. I love nice. it. That's nice. And- I want to add in, I got in the habit of actually researching jokes. So sometimes if I was going to either a friend's gathering or I was going to a family event, I literally printed out a whole bunch of jokes. And if there was a lull in the moment, I filled it up with laughter. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Puns and plays on words, are, that's, that's like a, a eternal connection point with my spouse and I. Uh, you know, we've been married 25 years and... And we're always looking for an opportunity to drop something that that is, you know, a, it's a little bit awkward, but it's funny, you know, and, and it always it always gets us laughing. That, that's a really imp- that's that's like the glue that holds relationships together, I think. I love that's it. it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's into me, city, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dan, what do a- you used to do? Oh, go for it. Sonia. Oh, oh. Um, for myself. Oh. I feel like I still play games. I remember even being in my 20s and if my sister and I were playing soccer, we'd call it Christmas soccer if it was on Christmas. And also, you don't need a reason to laugh. You just need an excuse. So it can be a really cheesy pun that you keep going amongst yourselves. Um, Sky and I definitely do that, much to the chagrin of others at times. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter as long as it makes you happy. I mean, we can be walking by a playground and if there's nobody around, I might swing on the swing for a minute and it might look silly. But it doesn't matter. Just be yourself and, you know, never grow out of that. Whether you're a child, a teenager or a grown up, we're here to have fun and enjoy the moment. Sonia, that reminds me of a knock, knock joke we used to do with our kids. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. No. <laughs> <laughs> My, I got a knock, 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 knock. Who's there? Canoe. Canoe who? Canoe come out and play today? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this, there, there's something about laughter and sound that actually hits the vagus nerve. And I know that, Dawn, you can speak to what the vagus nerve is, but I want our teens to know that there, we tell you things because we have experiential knowledge about it. But there's also biological reasons about what what we do and why we do it. And the play and the laughter is actually encouraging health inside us and inside everyone around us. Can you talk a little bit about the vagus nerve? I'll pass that one to Sky. Uh, Sky, would you feel that one? Um, I'm actually going to pass it on to Bryant, if that's okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, the the vagus nerve is a really, really cool one. Cranial nerve number 10. Uh, I do a lot of kundalini yoga, and it's they developed the Kundalini Research Institute, the KRI. And so it's the yoga of angles and triangles. And so you're doing breath work and lots of breath holds and then like neck lock to stimulate the vagus nerve. And for myself, 
someone who had a lot of anxiety and depression and ADHD growing up, um, this yoga practice, just at least 20 minutes each day has been profound. And with that, I've also, I've read some of that research too. Um, it's really, they call it the trauma nerve and it's extremely healing. It, it goes all the way from, um, your, it's the second largest nerve in your body, but it's from your upper cervicals all the way down to your heart. It's really, really beautiful. So I encourage some of your listeners out there to kind of, uh, engage their heart. Oh yeah. The vagus nerve goes down to your gut and, uh, engage your, your gut and also hold your arms out at a 90 degree angle and breathe into that. It can be a really amazing experience, especially during the holiday seasons when we're with our parents that <laughs> can trigger a lot of that aka trauma nerve but i'm a huge fan of laughter man i feel a lot of my life and my parents are pretty hilarious so you know my mother's uh an aries with a virgo rising and a sag moon and oh gosh we have to do lots of puzzles we, our family can't play monopoly together but damn we have a lot of laughs so anyone heard of uh five crowns the card game no, no. oh man that's a that's a good one you guys gotta look up it's kind of like gin rummy but it's a really easy game that kids can play. You can have up to like six players, five crowns. It's one of my absolute favorite card games. It has uh, actually been a really healing experience for uh, my mom and I during the holiday season. It's been great. Awesome. So I want to I want to tell our teens, take your hands, put them like uh, Bryant was saying, where they're they're perpendicular to your body, and like one of your hands is over your heart. The hand that's over your heart, this hand, you can reach out to the east. And then when you come back to your heart, it's like, here's the Garden of Eden. It's in your heart, right? And in that Garden of Eden is planted seeds. And from those seeds, we have the fruit that goes up and the vagus nerve goes up into our brain. And you could say that the brain and our ability to share wisdom and knowledge, that's the fruit, right? And then the vagus nerve reaches down into the belly. And if you look at a drawing of the vagus nerve, it looks like the roots of a tree. So if you're looking for that beautiful Garden of Eden, that heavenly space that you want to create with family during the holidays, it's in your heart. And that's mm -hmm. what you're sharing with everyone. And that's why triggering our vagus nerve with the laughter and the singing and song and playing games, that this is a beautiful way to nourish just the kindness of humanity within our family and friends and share it with everyone so that there's peace on earth. And if you're that if you're that child that's just not a talkative and more introvert, just don't wrap yourself around your phone or any electronics and anything. Just like find a tree, sit down, just yep. think happy thoughts, stare, stare out the window, but just you know, be mindful of what of the thoughts that you're processing because thinking happy, peaceful, loving thoughts is just as powerful as your sibling inside being the you know, the, the laughter and the and the comedian and the extrovert, it's the same. So it's all relative, you know, just be yourself and be authentic. But yeah, definitely, I, I would, uh, we, we, like, there was no phones, there was no technology. I don't, I lost my phone three times over, over the holidays. I forgot where I put it. So that was what's really nice. It's just like, you know, separate yourself from it and connect. That's, it's just so important. Um, I, I Isn't just that funny? Say, Lose your phone and connect. Speaking of losing your phone, I got to thank Chris at the Red Piano for calling back because my son, my son John, thought he lost his phone at the Red Piano, and I never. Uh, Dominic ended up finding it, but just for have him call and do a check in, Chris, you're all right, man. I dig you. 
The Red Piano's getting a plug this week on T-Sports Radio. <laughs> so anybody else? Listen, we got a minute. Something, said, something uh, Bryant said reminded me I was listening to a, a video on, of a guy who does a neuro, neuro net uh, reprogramming in the brain. This little simple exercise. If you brush your teeth with your right hand, brush your teeth with your left hand. And then look in the mirror, look at yourself in the eye and tell yourself that you, I love you 10, 12 times. Then take three, uh, take uh, like, you know, 25, 27 really deep breaths after you do that. Like, and, and just uh, try that on a regular basis, whatever your other practices and things are. I've been doing that for a couple of weeks and, and I definitely feel sometimes that I'm being uh, less anxious and gentler with myself. Sweet. Let's try that out. Hey, don't forget, 11-11, peace out. Set your alarm, 11-11. We are so thankful to the listeners out there, and hopefully we're going to give you some good news coming real shortly. God bless Santa Barbara. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's a powerful. Don't need